couple of days ago, I did a blog post and a, uh, and a soundbite about how to impress a coach at tryouts. And um, I mentioned it before, but that article was spawned from my recent experience as an evaluator in our state, state district camp, where we were trying to select you know a handful of kids from each age group. Um, I think the youngest was 13 and it went up to 17. Uh, but you know, of each age group, kids that would move forward onto the regional camp. And as I was watching this, it became quite obvious that some of the kids didn't have any idea how to showcase themselves well in a tryout situation. And so, you know, I, I wanted to throw together. So we've got a three-part series. We already had part one. Part one dealt with off-ice strategy in a tryout situation. So how to carry yourself off the ice to, to really showcase the type of character that you are um, and that you want to be and that how you're going to contribute to that team. Um, <clears throat> so that was that was part one. Um, I recommend going to wisetechhockey.com and actually checking out the written articles of these because they've got bullet points and everything else. It's... it's um, a little bit more complete. Uh, but you can also just go to the previous soundbite and listen to that as well. So we covered a lot of the same information there. In this one, part two, we're going to be talking about on-ice tryout strategy. And, um, you know, I think this one's really important to understand. Part three, we'll get to that in a couple of days. And part three is going to be talking about, you know, the actual on-ice performance. So tips on how to perform well at a tryout. So off-ice strategy, on-ice strategy, and then on-ice performance. Okay, so I want to really briefly touch on this. I'll try to be as quick as possible, but I, I want to make sure it's understood, is the coach's job. You got to think from a coach's point of view if you want to do well as a player. So again, these, these tips are geared towards players, how players can do well in a tryout. But in order for us to really do well in a tryout as a player, we got to understand what the coach is going through. So if you think about a coach's job at a tryout setting, he or she is going to have, you know, anywhere from 30 to maybe even 60 kids, maybe even more on the ice. And their job is to narrow that down to a handful of kids who will make the greatest impact on the team. And they only have a few sessions to decide it, right? So in a tryout setting, I usually, you know, as a coach, I think in terms of triage, You've probably heard that word before. Triage is very commonly used in like an emergency room setting. This is where the nurses have to sort through everyone who's sick and figure out, um, you know, who needs attention first. And so triage, you know, in a, in a tryout setting is it's, it's similar, um, but basically it's, it's like the process of determining the most important people or things that we're going to be looking at during that, what requires the most attention, Right. Um, and so what I do is, you know, and, and I've got a full list of this on the blog post, wisetechhockey.com. So if you want the full on list, uh, there's nine things. Um, but basically it's a process for me. I want to quickly figure out who are the kids that don't belong there. And I scratch them from the list. Who are the kids that are definite keepers? And I circle them on the list. Okay. And then I go through who's kind of that bubble. Is there anybody that hasn't stood out either way yet? You know, are there any, any kids, any players who aren't blatantly bad, but also haven't done anything great, right? And so we watch for these things, okay? Generally speaking, a tryout is going to have one or two skill sessions where, you know, it's more like a practice and then, um, you know, a series of games, however many, you know, two, sometimes three games afterwards. So what I try to do is take my initial impressions um, and then match them up with what I see in the games, you know, are there any kids who struggled in the drills, but then did well in the games? Are there any kids who looked great in the drills, who looked flashy in the drills, but then faded away in the games? 
Uh, are there any of the bubble players that rose up for the games or that sunk down for the games? Um, and then after that, I like to I like to reevaluate my lists, check my my impressions against the game stats from tryouts. And I do recommend if you're a coach, I recommend keeping game stats from tryouts. Uh, it helps not necessarily as a decision maker, but as like a decision confirmer, you know, a confirmation type tool for that. Um, and you know, and the question, do, do the numbers match what you felt you saw, right? I should also mention, I have kind of a little game that I like to play while I'm watching a tryout situation. And it actually starts before the players ever even get on the ice. So I, I take a look at the players as they're getting ready to come. So I'm, I'm up in the stands, the players are coming down the tunnel or, you know, hanging out by the side of the ice, waiting to get on the ice. And I try to see if I can guess the top kids by the way they look. So stuff like how they wear their gear, how they carry themselves, their posture, how they interact with the other players. And I find it's interesting. I'm usually pretty accurate. And the reason why is because the best players look the part even before they step on the ice. So what are we trying to do here? Well, what I'm trying to illustrate by this first kind of piece of this soundbite is that this whole process is a systematic way to figure out really quickly or as quickly as possible in the coach's mind, who are the kids that I should be watching for the rest of the tryout? So we want to get to that point as quickly as possible. We want to get it to the point where, okay, I've got to figure it out where really I'm looking at three kids for two positions. These are the guys I'm really focused on. Or maybe, you know, I'm looking at five kids for three positions. These are the, these are the players I'm really focused on. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, as a side note, once I've scratched a player, it'll usually take some sort of like really flashy attention grabbing type play to make me even reconsider looking at them again. Right. It's just the way it goes. So, you know, first impressions, the biggest point of this first impressions are what you get. Um, sorry. First impressions are what get you a seat at the table in the coach's mind. So the next question now is, how do I get the coach's attention and then keep it over the course of a tryout? Um, these are a few tips that I suggest, okay? First of all, don't look sloppy on the ice, okay? So these are things like, like how you, your physical appearance on the ice. So do up your chin strap, put your mouthpiece in and wear it properly. If you're going to wear it, wear it properly. Don't have it hanging out the side of your mouth. You know, look sharp out there. Make sure your equipment fits right. For example, um, you know, if your pants are too short, that makes you look like a bender. It just does. It makes you look inexperienced. Like you don't know how to wear your equipment or you don't know how to size it right. Um, you know, so, so don't have, you know, two or three inches of thigh showing between the top of your shin pad and the bottom of your pants. Get properly sized equipment. Um, same thing with skates right? A lot of parents like to buy skates that the kids will grow into, especially during the summer years or the summer months when oftentimes that's when tryouts are. So skates that are too big will make you look clumsy. You know, same thing with sticks, cut your stick to the right length. It, uh, an improperly cut stick will make you look off. Even if you don't have the puck, like it, you'll, the coach will look at you and say, the kid looks awkward out there. Right. Um, no multicolored laces or mismatched socks. Again, look sharp, play sharp, be professional. Okay, another one that's, you know, kind of a, a personal opinion for me, but 
I think it makes a difference. I know other coaches that do too, is um, tucking your tongues on your skates. Now I know, you know, there's NHLers that, that go tongues out. Kids these days, a lot of kids think it looks cool. Okay. But I mentioned this in the previous soundbite and I'll mention it again. Remember who are you aiming to, who are you aiming to impress in this? Is your aim to impress the coach or to impress your peers? Do you want your coach to think you look the part or do you want your peers to think that you look cool? Right? I want to tell you a quick story about this. Actually, there was a kid in this recent evaluation camp that I worked at and, um, my, my first impression of him was, um, looks like a pretty good kid, good sized kid, but he's a clumsy skater. And I re later on, it turned out he was, uh, he was a pretty good player overall. He was one of the top kids in the camp, but my first impression of him was that he was a clumsy skater and it was because his tongues were out. He looked clumsy the way he was, uh, the way he was wearing his equipment made him look clumsy. And, um, you know, in his case, he overcame his initial impression that he gave me, right? But what if he was one of those bubble players? What if he was, you know, going to be, you know, vying for that spot between, you know, my last pick on a team, you know, between him and one other player for the last pick of the kids who would move forward. And, you know, my my thought was he's a, he's a clumsy skater. So I've, I've got, you know, so-and-so and I've got this kid who's a clumsy skater. Sometimes you don't overcome the initial impression that you give. Like I said, in this case, this kid did, but don't give the coach any reason to think that you're a clumsy skater before he's even able to see you in action, right? Hopefully that makes sense. So again, be professional, look the part, right? Um, <clears throat> let's move on. <laughs> looking right though is I think is very important because it's again we're trying to accomplish a lot we're trying to get to the core group of kids that we need to be looking at as quickly as possible as coaches that's what we're doing so that we can spend the majority of the tryout settings the majority of the tryout sessions watching the kids who have the best chance of making that team and so you don't want to give the coach any reason to be an early an early scratch okay um, next is, uh, don't be intimidated by players who already seem to know each other or, you know, you know, those guys, sometimes there's loud mouths in the locker room and, you know, kids that take courage from having a friend in the locker room, somebody they've played with before or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes kids come out, they look like gamers. They talk a big story in the locker room and then you get on the ice and then you don't even notice them. You're like, where was that kid that was talking the big, the big story? you know, before the, before the session and they fade. And so my advice on this is it's nothing crazy, but let your performance, your hard work, your character, let that shine through. Let that speak for itself on the ice. Now, of course, if you have a friend in the locker room, somebody you've played with, or maybe this is the, your own team that you're trying out for again. Uh, great. You know, don't, you can still have fun in the locker room, be sociable, but if you're one of these guys that's there and doesn't really know anybody, don't even think about it. Don't even worry about it. Don't be intimidated by it. You know, there's a lot of players out there that, you know, due to their own insecurities, talk a big story and then, you know, aren't nearly as good as what they made it sound like before they jumped on the ice. Okay. This next one, 
This is the most important takeaway from this whole soundbite. So congratulations, you've listened this far. This is the golden nugget for you. Pick the right partners. Okay, this is the most important tip of the segment. Good players, good partners make you look better. Bad players will make you look worse. Don't sell yourself short. Consider yourself. Consider yourself worthy to be with a good partner. Okay? Also, if you spot somebody on the ice that you think you might have chemistry with as a player, then you know look for it and partner up with that player. So for example, if I'm a good playmaker and I notice that there's a guy that always seems to be able to you know bury the puck, a good goal scorer, then obviously we're both going to make each other look better in the scrimmage setting if we can partner up. Because I'll be feeding that player all day long and that player will be getting my passes and scoring goals and will be dominating, looking good together. Okay, so pick the right partners and don't sell yourself short. Also, you'll notice if you ever go to a tryout and watch it from the stands, naturally, you know, like if you get in a small area game drill or, you know, any type of drill that involves two or three players going together, the best players gravitate towards each other anyways. So be among those best players. That's usually the way it works out. So pick your partners, be strategic about it. Lastly, pick your order in line and be smart about that as well. So coach explains the drill. If you understand the drill, go first and come out flying. Look good doing it. If you don't understand the drill, then I recommend going third or fourth. Don't go last, but go third or fourth because the worst players gravitate towards the end, right? They don't have the confidence. They go last. So go third or fourth and watch the drill for a couple rotations. Make sure you understand the drill by the time you get to the front of the line. And here's the key point. Don't ever go first or second in a drill and then mess it up. Coaches don't appreciate drill killers. They just don't. It makes you look bad. And uh, it's frustrating as a coach to have, you know, drill killers. Then from there, you know, when it comes to scrimmage, don't reinvent the wheel. Play the game you know how to play. Do what you do best. And we'll talk a little bit more about this kind of stuff in uh, in the next segment. But it's it's fun. So like I said, I know this is a pretty long list. And I'm sure there's more that could be added. So if you have your own comments, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, leave your comments in the SoundCloud. If you're on the uh, on the blog, wisetechhockey.com, leave the comments in the comments section. And uh, let me know what you would add or what you'd take away from this list. And uh, we'll be back again in a couple days with uh, the last segment of the three-part series. And we're going to be talking about actual on-ice performance and how to really showcase your skills and showcase your abilities in the best way possible. So that's it for now. Take care, and we'll be back again in a little bit.